liveth in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Amen. You may be seated today across the building. It is good that we can start out a brand new year. We are no longer in 2023. We are now in 2024. And guess what? You got to live to see this year. And there are some folks that did not get to live to see 2023. Their alarm clocks went off, but they didn't wake up. So you ever thought about that? But guess what? God allowed us to wake up to see another year. And to me and to you, this is a brand new year. As the Bible says, old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become brand new. And God is about to do great and mighty things in your life in this brand new year. God is not a God of old. God is a God of new. And He wants to do something brand new in your life uh, this year. And to start off with our brand new life this year, I'm going to be talking to you today about prayer and fasting. In our organization, we are around the world. And around the world, we will be doing a 21 day of prayer and fasting. And we do this every year at the beginning of the year. And so I'm going to, uh, at the end of the service today, I want to give you some handouts on some things that will help you through your prayer and fasting. Also, those that would like to read through the Bible for one year. And the handouts that I'll give you will help you read your Bible. And if you do the listing that, that uh, I've got printed out for you, you will have been able to read the whole Bible in one year from Genesis to Revelations. And so I'm going to be giving you some material on that as well. Uh, and I'm going to be giving you some material on how to pray. Sometimes people don't know how to pray. You know, some say, well, Pastor, how do you pray? I don't, I don't know what to say to God. I don't know how to, how to pray to God. Well, how do you do that? Well, guess what? I'm going to give you some handouts today that's going to talk to you about that and show you also how uh, to pray as well. And also, I'm going to give you a handout today. The ushers will do this at the end of service that you will get a handout on uh, the practical steps of fasting. And I'm going to talk about that um, today and there's going to be a handout to give to you on that on the steps of praying and fasting and so I want to explain to you a little bit for, for those that don't know about uh, fasting and praying but I want to talk this today and I want to thank those for watching today uh, live today my prayers are something I can say to you and your family to encourage you along the way as we get in to God's Word uh, today and so uh, we want to look at this uh, very closely today as we look at prayer and fasting and how that it brings change in your life for good not for bad but for good when you pray and fast and I'm going to talk about that today how that you're able to get God's attention you know uh, a lot of times uh, God uh, gets our attention in different ways, but this is a good way that we can get God's attention when we pray and when we fast. And so we're going to talk about 
that uh, today. We are entering into a time of consecration or prayer and fasting as a church. And over the next 21 days, we will be uh, carving away time and pushing away food. For example, like Facebook or TV or some other habits that we may have. To spend time in these 21 days with prayer and fasting with God in prayer. And yet, notice I said prayer and fasting, not fasting and prayer. Prayer has to be coupled at the beginning with fasting because prayer is the priority as we go through this 21-day fast. Fasting is not a Christian diet. Even though you may lose weight, it is a call to starve your old body, your old Adamic nature, the old flesh of your body, your flesh, your carnal self, in order to become sensitive to the voice of God, and that thing of the Spirit begins to rise within you. It is an opportunity to give ourselves completely body, soul, and spirit to Jesus in order to commune with Him and hear clearly what the Spirit is saying to us. And that's going to be an opportunity for you and I to begin the brand new year in 2024. I realize that fasting is not easy. I realize when you begin to push something away that you love so dear, uh, it is challenging and it's tough. But guess what? If you keep in the mindset that you're doing this, for the Lord Jesus Christ, that you are taking time out, that you are pushing something that you love aside, and you're focusing in on what God can do for you in this new year, this will be a great thing that will take place in your life. Let me encourage you to give yourself to this that you will give yourself to prayer instead of a gourmet fare that the upper room instead of the supper room and living with lack rather than another snack how you like that living with the lack rather than another snack <clears throat> and listen it is so easy to snack if if i was the person to tell you straight up that loves to snack your pastor loves to snack and i do if there's something in front of me i will definitely do that i will snack and that is very easy but you know i come to realize that in all religions around the world, there are certain things in religion that people do because that's part of their religion. I see that the Catholics do what they do. I see that Lutherans do what they do. I see that Methodists do what they do. You know, all religions around the world do different things. Hindu, I mean all of the Buddhists, they all do certain things. But I want to challenge you today in your church today and what you are part of that you will take this 
prayer and fasting serious. That it's, that it's not just a nonchalant or a, 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 just a, a, a way of doing something or, or uh, not taking it serious. I want you to take this serious because when you take things serious as we're going to be doing together, your pastor included is doing this as well, that when we do this together, we will see results. You will see things in your life. And I don't know about you, but I want to see new things in my life. Do you want to see new things in your life? Do you want to see some things that, that can be some breakthroughs in your life? That you could see some victory in your life? I don't know about you, but we live in a world that we don't have a lot of joy and don't have a, a lot of contentment. There's a lot of frustration and oppression and depression and, and everything else that's going on. But I tell you what, I like to know that I've got peace and joy and contentment. And I want you to know that we can do this through prayer and through fasting. There are ten practical steps in conducting a fast. And you will get this on the handout as you leave today. Step one in your fasting for this brand new year. Step one is to know the goals of your fast know the goals of your <clears throat> fast i agree with richard foster when he says fasting must forever center on god the physical benefits and the success in prayer the enduring with power and spiritual insights and these must never replace god as the center of our fasting john wesley uh, declared this. He says, Let fasting be done unto the Lord with our eyes singly fixed on Him. Let our intentions herein be this and this alone to glorify our Father which is in heaven. This campaign of fasting and prayer is focused on evangelism evangelizing our world, evangelizing those that are around, and begin to do something in you personally. And I want to share more with you on that as well. And Luke's Gospel 18 and 12 says this, I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I possess. And the tax collector standing afar off would not so much as raise his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me as a sinner. And I tell you this, man went down to his house justified rather than the other, for everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted." And this is what Jesus is saying, that we're not doing this as an act of, of, of show. It's not for us to tell everybody about what we're doing, but it's about doing something within the heart that you begin to, to do things as you begin to humble yourself before the Lord because the things that you normally would do you wouldn't do even in this 21-day fast because you're setting aside something that you love. And I'll tell you an example of what really hits me uh, every year is I set aside 
in the evening time because in the evening time when I'm settled down and, and not working and not moving, it's very easy for me to go to the refrigerator. It's very easy for me to start snacking. It's very easy for me to start eating ice cream or eating Debbie cakes or, or doing something like that. That's something that's very hard, but that is where I'm going to set aside and put God in prayer and read my Bible and begin to pray and say, Lord, search my heart. See if they be any wicked way in me. Lord, try me, Lord. Let me stay humble before you. Lord, show me what you want me to know in this new year. You know, Lord, speak to me. Holy Spirit, have your way. That's what you're to do in the place of something that you love. You will allow the Lord to come in to your heart. You say, come in your heart. Yes, welcoming Him in and letting the Holy Spirit speak to you. Taking that time of a quiet time. You know, uh, there's times that we've just got to be quiet and meditate because we've got so much noise going around us. We've got so much that's ahead of us. We've got so much that's been behind us. And, 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 and times that we've just got to take a time out and just be quiet and just meditate on the Lord. You know, sometimes we tell God so much about what we want. But you know what? We need to take the time out to say, God, I thank you for what you have given unto me. I thank you, Lord, that I have been, I've lived, I'm living in 2024. I thank you for my family and my friends. I thank you for my church. I, I thank you, Lord, that I, I am still here in this world. You know, we've got so much to thank, and that's praying to the Heavenly Father and thanking Him. I want you to know today in step two, we need to determine the type of fast. There's different types of fast that I want you to look at today. Not only that you knowing the goals of your fast, but you need to know to determine the type of fast. Will you conduct a regular fast, which means water only? Some people like to fast with only water only. You know, that's, that's, that's a, a thing that people can do. A partial fast. Water and juice only. Some do a partial fast or a Daniel fast. And that's what we're going to talk about today, which is just vegetables and liquid only and abstain from rich foods. That's a Daniel fast. And we see this in Daniel, the 10th chapter, beginning with uh, the second verse. In those days, I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks and I ate no pleasant food, nor meat or wine came into my mouth, nor did I anoint myself at all till three whole weeks were fulfilled. You see, this was a time that Daniel was fasting and praying for the children of Israel. There was a lot of things that were going on that was going against God. And so Daniel wanted to get God's attention and he began to pray and fast. That's where we see the 21 days of prayer and fasting. And he began to pray to get in touch with God in Daniel uh, uh, 10 and 2. One of these types should fit most people. Because you can have a partial, you can have a regular or the denial 
but it fits most people. It is recommended that you not chew gum or drink beverages with caffeine during your fast because you're wanting to pull away from that to where that that you love and crave and that you normally do, you would not do that in these 21 days fast. For those who cannot abstain from food during, during the medical reasons, you may have medical reasons that you can't, you can abstain from rich foods or do the Daniel fast. You can, you can abstain television. Can some go without TV for 21 days? Think about that. Hmm. That's part of what could be one of the fasts that you might have. Telephone, uh, or how about Facebook, or tweeting, or Twitter, or ever how that they, they say that. I'm old school here. Uh, can it be that we discipline ourselves with things that we normally would do that we wouldn't do for 21 days? Step three, we must ask the medical questions. Is it highly recommended that you consult your physician before conducting a fast? Yes, you can. But there are some people who should never fast, expecting, or if you're nursing a mother, if a, a nursing mother is going on, of course you wouldn't, you wouldn't do that. If it's uh, diabetic, there's other ways that you can fast that you can't. You've got to have foods, I understand. And those ones on certain medications, I understand. But almost everyone will be able to, to, to participate on at least one level or another. There's something that you can set aside and take that time to meditate on God. And that's, that's only happening one time a day. Think about this. You know, a lot of times people stress out, say, well, Pastor, I don't know about this fast for 21 days. But just think about this. You're taking it one day at a time for 21 days, and you're setting something that you love, and you're saying, hey, I'm just going to push it away. I'm going to set it aside. And guess what? God, I'm going to put you in the picture of this. In other words, if I was eating a Debbie cake or if I was eating ice cream, now I'm going to put it. I'm going to put you in that place, God. I'm going to talk with you, God. I'm going to. I'm going to pray to you. And see, folks, this gets God's attention when you can push away the habit that you may have. When you can push away the thing that you love so much, that is letting God know that you're willing to sacrifice and you're willing to push it away to put God in the center of your life so that God can do great and mighty things in your life. Listen, God put His one and only Son, Jesus Christ, on a cross over 2,000 years ago that you and I may have life and have it more abundantly. He set aside His one one and only Son. And the least that you and I can do today is set something aside to let God know that we love Him, we appreciate Him, and we thank Him for all the victories that we have received from Jesus Christ. Give God praise in the house today. Hallelujah. We have something to be thankful about. We have something to give God praise and glory and honor for the least that we can do for all the great benefits that come from the Lord Jesus Christ. <clears throat> I want you to know today in step four, schedule your fast. 
Pick your starting point and your stopping point. If you're conducting a 24-hour fast, then you are committed to miss two meals. So, for example, you would eat dinner one night and then not eat again until dinner the next night, thus missing your breakfast and your lunch. Schedule your fast. If you start out and you're used to eating breakfast, maybe you can just skip that and not eat breakfast. And then eat your lunch and then eat your dinner. Or if you're used to eating a big dinner every night, you'll eat your breakfast in the morning, you'll eat lunch at noon, and you'll skip supper and then not eat, not eat supper. So schedule your fasting and let it be consistent. Let God know that you want God to do something in your life like He's never done before. That maybe you have, you have prayers that have been unanswered. Listen to me, folks. They may have been some prayers that's been unanswered. Listen, this could be the point where your prayers are getting answered because you're showing God that you are praying to Him and you're pushing back that that you love to put Him in place. And if God sees what you're doing, listen, God can do great and mighty things and God can do things in your life like you've never seen before. And maybe this is the time and opportunity that you can commune with God and talk with God and God can answer the prayers that you've been praying for a long time. Step five, your prayer. Not only do you schedule your fasting, but you schedule your prayer. Since we do not fast just for the sake of fasting, but to glorify God, to intensify our prayers, it makes sense to schedule extra slots of time for prayer. Two obvious time slots should be the meal times that you're missing. In the above example, you could dedicate the time you would have spent eating breakfast and lunch to prayer as you schedule the the um, the. Uh, as you schedule the permits, set aside some of the additional periods of time for prayer. Some people will be able to dedicate the entire day to pray, uh, to have prayer retreat. There's some that doesn't, they don't work, they've done retired. And, and maybe they've got more opportunity to pray than someone that, that works a 40 or 50 hour week. You see, there, there's more opportunities even for those to be in a scheduled prayer if you're not working a job and you've done, you've done retired. That also will give them even more time to uh, pray. Others will only be able to come up with two time slots. Praying is what counts. Let me say it again. Prayer is what counts. You can't just fast and not pray. You can't just pray and not fast. I want you to know, when the disciples came to Jesus, Jesus had instructed them to do great and mighty things in their day, and there were times that they could not perform miracles. And they saw Jesus performing miracles, and they wanted to know, well, why can't we do the miracles, Jesus? You said we could do miracles, too. We're your disciples. Why can't we do miracles? Why can't we heal people? Why can't we do this? Why, why, why? And Jesus clearly looked at his disciples and says, these come by prayer and fasting. 
That's why we can see miracles take place even in our own lives. And those that are around us is because it is through prayer and fasting is how miracles take place. You say, well, pastor, I've never seen a miracle in my life. Well, listen, let me challenge you in these next 21 days. You want to see a miracle in your life? I challenge you in the next 21 days that you pray and you fast. As I'm sharing with you today, and I promise you, you will see things change in your life like you've never seen before. And you come back to me and you say, Pastor, exactly what you said, God is actually moving in my life in areas that I never thought I would ever move before. Why? Because you've got God's attention when you push away what you love and put Him in the place of it. The step six that I want you to look at is this. Eat healthy before and after. Small meals with low fat, low sugar prior to beginning the fast and breaking the fast with juices and raw vegetables will make you experience it even easier. Let me say it again. Eat healthy before and after. Small meals with low fats and low sugars prior to beginning the fast and breaking the fast with juices and raw vegetables will make the experience easier. Step seven, begin with confession. Begin with dedication. And begin with prayer. When you begin with confession, it's meaning you're repenting. Of all the things that you've ever done, all the things that you that you uh, need to bring before the Lord, because you're wanting to get God's attention, begin your fast with a repentive heart. Psalms one thirty nine and twenty three. The psalmist David writes and says, "Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts." And see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting. Asking God, saying, God, search me. Look at me, Father God, that you're surrendering yourself even for the next 21 days. Lord, have your way in my life as you confess. As we repent even of our specific sins in your life. One of my favorite scriptures that I love in the Bible claims uh, in 1 John 1 and 9. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Folks, that's one of my favorites that I love. That's one of the favorite scriptures that I quote day in and day out. That I claim if we confess our sins, that's so important in our Christian walk with the Lord, that we've got to confess what we've done wrong. We've got to confess that what we've done has not been right. If we confess our sins, the Bible says it clearly, if we confess our sins, He is faithful. Listen, we've got a faithful God that loves us when we don't feel like loving Him, when we don't feel like doing what we need to be doing. He is faithful. God is faithful unto us and just. He is a righteous God. He is the right God. He is a God that will be fair to forgive us of our sins when we confess 
not to our mom and dad, not to our brother and sister, but we confess to God, a holy God, Jehovah God, that we sung about today, when we confess to Him our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That should be our prayer at the very beginning when we start this fast, to make sure to search our hearts, to make sure that we're in right line with God, that God can see us as we confess and as we give unto the Lord. And in 2 Chronicles 7 and 14, it says, If my people, it's talking about being humble before the Lord, forsaking. If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray, look, and seek my face. Look at this. And turn from their wicked ways. Then, look at this. This is what happens what we, when we do this. Then, he says, he says, then will I hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Ask God to fill you with his Holy Spirit when we begin to humble ourselves, pray and seek not our own face, but seek God's face and turn from our wicked ways. Dedicate your fast to God. Glory to you, uh, as you dedicate your fast to God's glory and to your desire to love Jesus with the same love and the passion that the Father Himself loves His own Son, also dedicate your fast to the prayer for evangelism, for your own ministry, for your church, for your family, your community, your friends, begin your first round of praying for those requests and all the requests that you have. Carry them with you wherever you go during your fast. Keep your mind meditated on those that need prayer, those that are in need to pray for them. As you go during your fast, pray as often as you can for them. Also spend specific times just praising and communing with God. In other words, just thanking Him for the day. Thanking Him for the opportunity that you can fast and that you can pray. Thanking Him for what He has done. Your objective is not to manipulate God into answering your state of request, but rather to grow closer and become more intimate with Him. Let me say it again. It is not for us to go through prayer and fasting to think we can get something that we want out of it, but it's for us to pray and fast for God to give us what we need out of it. Let me say it again. It's not for us to pray and fast to get what we want out of it, but we are to pray and fast for God to give us what we need out of this prayer and fasting. Step eight. I encourage you to keep a journal of your prayer and fasting time. Writing letters to God is a great way to communicate with close friends. Spending some of your prayer time just listening to God. Journal the things uh, that you think that you're hearing from Him. Get your paper and pencil. Write down. Maybe in your prayer 
time, write down people's name that, that comes to your mind that you need to pray for. Maybe you have family. Maybe you have friends that are in need. That, that need. You may be the tool. You may be, you may be the catalyst. You may be the link of the connection that they're needing in their life, that you would say a prayer for them, that you would lift them up in prayer. You could be the part that opens up the door for other things that are around you. It may be you and I through our prayer that we may see things take place, not just in ourselves, but everything else that's around us through our prayer and fasting step nine expect some side effects through this difficult people will react differently to going without food some common side effects includes headaches could be bad breath it could be less energy irritability maybe the maybe you start feeling hunger pains See, Jesus, when he went, uh, and when, when he went uh, into prayer and fasting for 40 days and 40 nights in the wilderness, he began to feel pain in his stomach. He began, his stomach began to growl and probably began to moan and groan. And he was, because he was human like us, and he was dealing with not having any, any water and dealing with not having any food and and, and dealing with that, well, that's some of the effects that you and I may, may feel through this because they may be side effects that the body is going through. And some of these are actually signs that your body is doing some work because your digestive system is resting. Your body is able to work on purging itself of toxins and use the hunger pains as a reminder of your hunger and dependence upon God. When you feel that you've pushed that plate away, you say, man, I'm so used to eating at this time. I'm so used to doing it. Pushing that away is reminding you that you're pushing yourself aside. And you're letting God have the glory and the honor and that you're giving to Him. This should be a reminder as Matthew 5 and 6 says. Jesus says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Look at this. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Tenth step in my closing. End with thanksgiving. End with a thankful heart. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks because of what Jesus has done in your life. Giving thanks unto Him. Giving thanks. As you break your fast, thank God for the communion you had with Him. Thank Him for the things He taught you. By faith, thank Him for the prayers He will answer through this time of prayer, giving thanks with a grateful heart is saying, Lord, I fully surrender.
And let me share with you today, it doesn't matter if your neighbor's not fasting. It doesn't matter if your husband or your wife's not fasting. It doesn't matter if your friends are not fasting. Because a lot of people don't understand a lot about a lot of this stuff. But listen, I want to challenge you today. And I want you to be committed to this today. That you could take one thing that you love. A day that you do. And that you would push it aside. And say, God, I want you to be glorified in my life. God, I want you to have your way in my life. Lord God, don't let me be selfish. Don't let me be selfish, Lord. Don't let my flesh take over. But Lord, allow your Holy Spirit to just resonate in my life. And Lord, just speak to me in that time that I love to do so much or I love to have. I want to push it aside and just get into a quiet room. God's Word clearly lets us know that we must find a quiet place that we must find a prayer closet, that we are to go in and we are to communicate with, with God and say, Lord, have your way in my life. Stand with me across the building today.